You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. I love that you know the words. Too. I know. It's like, I'm fangirling. I swear to God. Thank you so much for being here. Um, here in the Hayes studio again. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Hayes. Um, we're back. We're we're back. Babes and buds in the studio with Mr. Lovemore himself. Adam, um, do you go by Mr. Lovemore? Is that like your alias? I respond to all the above. <laughs> Mr. Lovemore. It's, it's tatted up now. It's on my knuckles. So. <gasps> it's official. That's right. That way you can give people love and... Give them some more if they need it, you know. Well, it's what it's all about, that How sharing the you, love. That's the message, so. That's, I love the name, obviously. It's great. It's like, and I was shocked it. no one took it, to be completely honest. When I when I originally looked it up, um, everything was there. You know, you go through, like, you look Instagram, Twitter, all the whatever, all the socials everyone uses. It was all wide open. Like, no Dude, one people are afraid of love right now. That, that's it. There's a lot of negative yeah. uh, energy and a lot of the messaging that goes out. Um, yeah. And a quick switch of that would really flip a lot of people's lifestyles around. That's why I love you so much. Um, no, I, I, you know, I met you at Burning Trees when you were performing there, and I kind of was telling you this just before we started. And you know, I, I, I didn't really know you guys before. It was your second performance ever. Yeah, that's I found right. that I, when I found that out, I was like literally mind blown. I could not believe just like. The way you all play together, I'm like, they've been together for years. Like, yeah, was, our first performance was actually our first rehearsal. <laughs> we did the uh, Bud Tender Ball at the Garden <laughs> Amphitheater in uh, Orange County. Jesus. And I, they were studio musicians, though. They've they've been playing longer than I've been alive, so I know I know they're good. You know, they're like, great, and you are amazing. They're, like you, they're, they're perfect though. Like I don't even on my worst day, they'd still sound good, even if I didn't say anything. You know, That's so great. it helps. It helps to have a band like that. You have to have. Like right. a team like that. And That's seeing them have be... fun is just extra encouragement, right? Dude, there's your band's n- the best. There's They're no so... better. There's no better feeling than looking back and seeing the drummer <laughs> smiling, the bass is slapping, he's having a time, right? Dude. And it's our cannabis friends and family out in the crowd half the time at these shows that we've been starting with, right? The past few that we've done. Uh, so it's cool to get a mixed crowd in there. Like we just did first Fridays in Venice at our office this past Friday. Half the people in there were probably standing in our office, like, where the hell am I? You know, it's a uh, <laughs> It's a cannabis office. It's a very creative space. Yeah. So, like, let's talk about that a little bit. You're not just Mr. Lovemore. You also right. are Mr. Icefire. Yes, my other personalities. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I work for Icefire, the third largest vape manufacturer in the world. Uh, we're the cannabis division of Uspire, who really made a legacy in the e-cigarette space over the last decade. Um, so we're starting to work with some of our favorite cannabis brands in the THC space, the CBD space, uh, minor cannabinoid space. Wow. Not just in California, but nationally and internationally as well. Whoa. So customizing cartridges, disposables, batteries, dab devices, as you can see up here in front. Mm. Um, it's a really, really cool process. Um, so cool. You know, and just working in cannabis is such a cool thing. 
um, when we were kids and they asked you what you wanted to be when you grow up, you know, everyone wanted to be either an astronaut, a doctor, a pro athlete. This was never even an option, right? No. Even everyone had to wait till their young teenage years to know that trapping was even a thing. Oh, and yeah. And then that it was it, like, that's not like a lifestyle choice right. like that you want. Like, right. You know, you're never going to be like, oh, Johnny, I'm so proud of you. You want right. to sell weed. Like, I would. Like, now to we're my at kid, a point now, where our yeah. parents can be proud of us for right. working in cannabis. Oh, mine are. That's yeah. so cool. Right. That's you know? amazing. And like, so this thing, I got to shout you out for this because mm-hmm. this is incredible and beautiful. And you just gifted us this beautiful little machine here um can you explain yeah of course so this is one of our dab devices that we did a collab with cookies on uh so it's an induction heating dab device um and we're an innovation company and a technology company so what we wanted to do was really highlight uh all the negative features and feedback on other devices that were in the market Uh, so having temperature control on the device rather than needing something external um having it the ability to go to a really low temperature so you could preserve your cannabinoids and your chirps if you actually did have a really nice high-end extract. Um, and then getting rid of the atomizer and the coil in there was a huge, huge selling feature for a lot of people to switch over to this dab device. So, um, I mean, I've had countless devices tried in the mall and, you know, every month or two, if you use it, you have to go buy a new atomizer, which I'll call the atomizer subscription fee. Okay, okay? yeah. And then when that, sometimes that doesn't work. I've broke... I broke three Puffco's and like, I mean, a year or two. Like it was, it did not take me that long. And like, no four, because like one broke, one like broke and like the glass got broke, stuck in it and like the it gets, whole thing. It's gunked up. It's oil, right? Yeah. Yeah. And now it's hard, it's hard to clean that part. So yeah. we created one that uses induction heating. So it uses electromagnetism, um, temp controlled 250 to 800, and the electromagnetism part comes in here where we have a metal concentrate cup encapsulated in glass. So this is going to hit glass all the way through. So like, And okay. it's being heated by electromagnetism in the core here. You say that, but I don't have any idea what that is. So induction, that's how induction heating works. So okay. I guess to explain it to people here, <laughs> um, it's creating an electromagnetic field around it, uh, which heats ferrous metals. Okay. Um, so the metal that we have in there will heat inside. So if you stuck your pinky in there and you had a screw in it, uh-huh. your pinky would get really hot. Right. Right. If you had like a broken finger. Oh. So we encourage people at home who do have that, please don't stick don't, your finger in the device. Don't. Heads up. Um, <laughs> Heads up. It's essentially how uh, an old oven would work. It's, That's amazing. It's, not, it's, it's old tech, but new tech brought to cannabis. Uh, kind of just evolved what we could do with the device to make it uh, more sustainable, last longer, um, and at that point, it becomes more user-friendly because the user doesn't get upset at the end when they need to go spend money or throw it away, right? Yeah. No, yeah. this is definitely appealing to me. I'm so thankful that I... I, I had honestly given up on dabbing until I yeah. joined iSpire, and they got me back with the wand, which I still use every day. And then this is obviously just... It's much smoother. Because <gasps> I have... Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a sponsor for the calendar. That's another one of these, like, electronic dabbing companies. And I haven't opened it because I'm like I know I'm gonna break it like I can't even try it because I'm gonna just like it's like nice sunglasses right so I'm inevitable just like, yeah I'm just gonna keep you in the box till it's time for the shoot and like then we'll do it then mm-hmm. but yeah that's super cool yeah this this is more like the the b2c side of iSpire we really wanted to get our name out just so a household name kind of thing right not just people in the cannabis industry would know iSpire but as uh, general public as a broader scale right 
Um, so it's not much of our business, but it's something we wanted to do just to show innovation in the space to consumers. Um, I'd say maybe it's a few percentage of our actual total revenue. Uh, we really focus on the cartridges, disposables, batteries. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's getting a little bit smarter. They're not smoking just THC distillate now. They're smoking live resins, rosins, um, and starting to learn that there's more to the plant. Yes. Um, and they're actually getting the, the high they're supposed to, whether that's for medicinal reasons or recreational, right? Yeah. Um, and with that, we're going to need better hardware because you could extract the best oil in the world if you put it in a shitty cartridge. It it's matter. wasted on the first hit, and then who are they going to blame? The brand. I never even thought of that. They're going to blame the brand immediately. It tasted like shit or whatever, yeah. right? And it could it's just happened. be because the coil right. was burning too hot, which is in the case right. in a lot of vape cartridges. So and you can feel it too. Like oh yeah, throat burning. burn. Yeah. You get the the nose burn from the chirps burning. That's unfortunate. Right. Wow. It's just dis just disrespectful to the plant. Yes. It and is. to the user, right? Yeah. Like if you're paying a premium for it too. It's just, it, it's harsh for you to go spend 60 bucks, especially now when everything's so much more expensive on a really nice cartridge to go home and have it, no. have the whole back half of it not taste good, you know? Yeah, that's so, always what happens. Though. It's been really cool to uh, start working with clients that are focused on quality over uh, the quantity of just getting out whatever people will smoke. Um, and especially starting here in California, we have a lot of the small batch guys that are you know, focused on rosin, live resins, cured resins. Um, and it's good to see that going in the market. Yeah. I think I think quality is always going to stand out. Definitely. And that's like, that's the other cool part. The one cool thing that you just talked about was that people are becoming more educated. They're becoming more mindful of their consumption now, which is awesome. And like, you know, even like five, ten years ago, like people don't would never know what you meant when you, if you were to say cannabinoids or terpenes or like, like, what? What do you mean? It's weed. Like, mm -hmm. Indica or sativa, right. <laughs> like maybe, maybe then even with that. But, you know, it's come a long way. And so, like, that's really cool to see that technology is catching up with that. We're working on it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a very fast-moving industry. Very fast. There's regulations and new rules popping up all over the place. So. I, dude, I cannot even imagine all of the things that go into that here. Like, where I live in Michigan, it's um, a little That's right. You're easier. from Michigan, too. Yeah, I'm just here all the time. <laughs> I just work here. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but it's it's easier to own a rec business in Michigan than it is in Can or Canada, in California, because there's just, it's so much more expensive. There's so many more regulations. There's so many more licenses you have to get. And, like, there's so many more rules about the licenses you can have and the number of licenses and just, like, every state's so different and to do this well here it's like you obviously it's so are saturated yeah yeah or no people and i feel like a lot of these guys just end up like rebranding as something else to see what's going to stick <laughs> the white labeling Which, is yeah. real that <laughs> happens everywhere though you know oh yeah in I every mean, state and that's the cool part about what we do too like we get to go because we're picks and shovels i guess if you think about it so we can sell hardware in every state you know um, and trends are almost the same, but some states are so far behind and it's, it's interesting to see like what brands and what aesthetics like work in certain areas and what they're focused on. I bet. Yeah. I bet that's interesting. Some, some are polar opposite of what you'd think. And I've heard Maine has extremely good weed. Michigan Maine, ranked yeah. in the top three. Yeah. California obviously has the best, but Maine apparently has some fire too. Yeah, so. Maine is, Maine's, uh, cool. We've got some friends out in Portland. Maine and like another 
weed podcast is out there. So oh, is been, it? Yeah. That's cool. It's <laughs> You're just coast to coast, huh? The, the name of their show is um, 420 Fat Old Lesbians. And they're hilarious. They're the sweetest ladies. Like, they're just, like, the nicest. They're grandmothers. And, like, if your grandma was funny, they'd be these two ladies. And they're you should check them out. They're, they're okay. hilarious. Okay, uh, I most certainly will. <laughs> no, they're, they're so sweet, too. Um, but, yeah, so, like, how did you how did you find each other to get to this Mr. Love More band? Like, what happened? What You're brand new. Like, what? Tell me. Yeah, me it, it did happen really fast. So I, I'd been making music for a few years uh, when I worked for a music licensing company out in California um, a while back. Um, that kind of fizzled out. Um, guy I was working with, things just didn't work out with, right with, as most music stories do, I, I feel like, in L.A., um, and from there, um, it was actually cannabis industry that kind of got me back up on my feet, honestly. Um, I started doing part-time work as a delivery driver, which led to a brand ambassador job and then a sales job. And then I was working at a distro, built out a team, um, and then got poached here to come to Icebar. So it was pretty cool oh. to go through so many facets of the industry along, along the way. Yeah. Like, wait, how long of a time span is this? That was a lot of stuff. <laughs> it was three years to get to iSpire. And then, like, no, maybe like two years to get to iSpire. And then I've been at iSpire for almost two years. So we're coming up on four. That's crazy. Well, congrats. Yeah. You yeah. found your spot, your people. No, it's super cool. Your I mean, obviously, I've, I've been in the uh, traditional market for quite some time. You know, um, <laughs> traditional. Quitting switching over to the, you know, suits versus roots had to merge at some point. It's but, cool, uh, yeah, and then um, do you know my business partner, Ethan? Have you met him yet? I don't know. Okay, you'll meet him at some point, I'm sure. But um, hit one of his buddies um, is my bassist. Um, he had linked us up just because we met at a few cannabis events. And he's like, Mike, is that your Mike? Yeah, yeah I yeah. know Mike. Yes. 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 Mike's, Mike Kelly's the Mike best. Mike Kelly is the best. Um, so we linked up. Uh, we knew each other um, just in passing. We'd see each other at all these events. Um, and then Ethan told us, you know, you guys should jam one day. Um, and I'd been at the office with our chief revenue officer, Jeff, his son, and we'd, you know, do some cover songs and just kind of jam out. They were doing some of my songs um, that I, I started releasing my own music earlier this year uh, just because I felt like it was you time. You just started? I, I, I just, just started. this year? Yes. Okay. That's insane that this is your, okay, so, continue. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was just kind of like, I can do all this myself. Um in my free time, which is hard to come by, but uh, it, it's fun to have a creative outlet. So um, it's just something I've forced myself to do and love to do. So no, that's um, amazing. You're, mm-hmm. you're you don't so really talented. have to. You don't really have to force yourself to do it. You can stay up till sunrise if you're really loving what you're doing, right? Yeah. Um, so first session, um, I just kind of showed up with very minimal expectations of like these guys are probably really good at playing music. Um, I know they're good people. They come from they come from family referrals, right? And immediately, as soon as I played something, it was like they already knew it. Like in sync, the drums were on point, the bass was there, upright bass, acoustic bass, electric bass, you name it. It was just like it clicked. It just worked. And I was like, well, I guess we should start <laughs> recording and doing shows. I guess we're again in our, in our free time. Just. I didn't even know that you guys had other things going on. I'm like, oh, they're just a band. That's like, that's, what they, that, yeah, because that's 
that's how you present it on stage. It's like, it's, I feel like I don't have the words to like describe how shocked I was that that was your second performance ever that I witnessed. And then I, so then I became a fan. <laughs> so I'm like, went home, downloaded all your music. Actually, I didn't even go home. I like did it there and like listened to it on the plane. My kids know your songs. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yes. But, um, so then I'm like, okay, I'll be out for BizCon. And then you're like, hey, we're playing the show. And I was like, for sure. And I went. Oh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. I went to the show. And it was like I planned. I could only be out for a couple of days because of the babies. And so I, like, literally planned it around that party because I knew you guys were going to play. And then you, like, hit you up and you sent me that thing. And I was like, this is cool. So then I get there and I missed you playing by literally five seconds like I watched you coming off stage like I I, I was right there like you just came off stage I was on the other side okay. I was on more. the other side of the building I know but I was heartbroken <laughs> like truly so sad and then um yeah that was I did see you after which was nice but yeah I was I was genuinely sad about missing your show well, I appreciate all of your feedback, nonetheless. Um, you know, it, it's cool to hear from fans. Um, and that, that's a common answer. A lot of people are, some of them don't know I work for iSpar. The ones who do are kind of just like, what the hell? Like, we and this really weren't here. expecting anything at all. And those are honestly my favorite conversations to have when the bar was, like, on the floor. They're like, no way. Like, one guy at that same show at MJ, um, he was like, I had my foot halfway out the door to go smoke a cigarette because I just thought this was going to be trash. And I heard you and I pivoted and came back in. And I watched your whole set before I went out and had a cigarette. And then he was like, Dude, I just wanted to tell you that. I was like, that's, nicotine so, that's, addiction, so, that's so cool. That is that, so cool. But then I'm like, that's probably what 90% of people are thinking, right? Dude. But that guy just had the balls to tell me afterward. But it's cool, right? Like, I mean, you're a brand new band. Right. That's what everybody... And it's all about the energy. That's right. really what it's all about. Like, making people smile, making people move, making people, like, feel. How did... That's, okay, so, like, That's were the you, most fun part of it all. You are such a good performer. Like, were you... Did you perform before this? Were you ever, like... Like I said, I'd, I'd done music for a couple years out here. Um, I started doing some shows in Hollywood here. One of the bigger ones I had was at Peppermint Club. It was, like, the most rocking stage I had. But, uh, honestly, that one in Vegas was a really good crowd. Yeah. That was a really fun, there was a lot of people there too, um, but it's it's just fun. I just love to do it. Like I said, when you can look out and see people smiling and having fun because of something that you've brought to them, it's just really empowering to keep doing it. Right. And then you just want to add more to that. Like, how can you make more people happy? How do you get more people on that wave of just focusing on having fun? Right. Right. And it's like, it's funny too, because you mentioned the crowd and it's like, unless you've, unless you've been a performer, you don't understand like what that means. Mm -hmm. It can, it can make or break it. Like, yeah. and, and, and it shouldn't, like you should, okay, you should deliver the same performance all the time, whatever. But when you have a really good crowd and it's just like feeding you and mm -hmm. you're just like feeding it, it's like magic. It, yes. And it's then they're engaged magic. the whole time. That's why, yeah. like, you have to play with the crowd, too. You have to remember, like, they're part of the show, too. Without them, there wouldn't be a show. Right. You know? Right. Like, and then it's fun to go. I, I've been going to try to do at least one live show a month here in L.A., like, on my weekends off. Um, it's really fun, having been on stage more recently, just to go see people perform. 
and see their reactions, how happy they are to control the crowd too. Yeah. Because um, again, that was, that's the whole goal is just spreading a positivity message. Like it's in the name, which makes it really easy. Yes. It's hard to turn down hearts, right? Male or female. I love your logo too. Right? The clefts put together. I wear my shirt all the time and it's like very comfortable. Yes. Shout out to Kinetics for the extremely soft t-shirts. No, I'm going to hit them up. Yeah. (laughs) Those are, those are fire. The shirt I'm going to send you is not that soft. So like, sorry, we won't shout out the company. That's all good. (laughs) But no, that's incredible. And I'm so happy that you found your thing and your people and your, your whole you're doing it. You're doing all the things. Yeah, it kind of goes hand in hand. You know, it's tough. Um, obviously, we're, iSpire is still a startup. We're really two years into the thick of it. Um, and I, most startups take a good three to five years before they're, I would say, at cruising altitude, mm-hmm. right? Where, oh, you, where you can yes. where you can get up from your seat for a minute. Uh-huh. Um, so I mean, I feel like it's in it's in cannabis years too. So mm-hmm. I mean, oh. two years at a company feels like twenty. <laughs> Yeah. I think I sprouted my first gray somewhere in the nest up here. I, oh, same. I mean, you can't tell now because I've, I've dyed it. Um, yeah, my fiance found it. I just, just like tuck it under and hide it. I, I don't, sorry. please. I'm gonna pretend it doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, being in the weed industry right now, <clears throat> excuse me, is not easy. And like we, you say, you say it takes like three to five years to feel comfortable. And that's true. Um, I'm in year four and our business has changed three times. <laughs> so like I have not been at cruising altitude feeling like comfortable in like five and a half years, like six years, five and a half years. That's why everybody has cannabis PTSD. Yes. <laughs> it's real. Turbulent all the time. It is. And it's like, I, I. No one pays on time. Everyone's late. I was late getting here. Dude, it's, it's I dude, I was an actress. That's what I when I was in school, I was like, All right, I wanna be an actress. My mom's like, Okay, but you need to also like have a real job. Like, what else are you gonna do? And I was like, No, that's it. Like I wanna be on Broadway, I'm gonna do shows. And she's like, No, you need to do something else too. So like I double majored in uh, journalism and uh, musical theater. And I dropped out of the journalism program right away, pretty much because I was like, I liked it but it was not I didn't want to be a journalist at a news station. That wasn't the lifestyle I wanted. And um, then I got, I got booked on my first like professional um, musical, and I was like, 18 years old, and you know, thinking it was like gonna be so magical and so amazing, and it was for a lot of reasons, but like, not the path for me. But I was really glad that I got to do that it built a lot of you know who i am now but yeah i mean it's not really i don't know it's a crazy it's a crazy time to be alive right now yeah we're on a rocket ship too it's yeah. it's hard to it's, it helps honestly to like block out the bullshit which is we have so much going on um but yeah. it's interesting to see that this market's just thriving while others are just kind of scrambling for survival you know yeah so like we didn't I don't know. Living as an actress is not a stable life. Living in cannabis is not a stable life. There was one time where we were stable. My husband was a contractor, and it was great. <laughs> and then he's like, I hate contracting. Let's grow weed. And I was like, what yes. Is, yes, just completely switch directions. <laughs> yes. Full speed ahead. Let's do it. And it's been great, but also 
very, very, very stressful. Yes. <clears throat> but I, I think there's an end goal to it. You know? Yeah. I, think, I wouldn't want to do anything else. So right. it's like. It's exhausting, <laughs> but so fun. Day in and day out. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's cool because then like all these events too, it's like you end up finding like-minded people and it's we're getting to a point where brands aren't fighting each other anymore. Yes. We're actually starting to like lock arms with people that we want to grow the industry with, yeah. which is great. Yes, weeding yes. out all the bad people. I know. All the or good they weed, people they weed themselves out if, yes. you're, if you're lucky, but you know. Yeah. No, they get, they, we get yeah. them out. It's, you know, with, with how much pressure we're getting from pharmaceutical companies and tobacco companies that out lobby the shit out of us. Yeah. Like, we do have to bond together to get over the hump, you know? Inside, guys. Like, right. It's got to stop. Right. We're already outnumbered, so. Yeah. <laughs> taking, taking out our own toes is not going to help us. But, um, you know, when we all have the same end goal and we're all pushing toward it every day, like, there's people in our office at 7 a.m., some people stay past midnight, and they're having fun. Yeah. And there's, like, things are happening. Like, there's a really good energy in not just not just what iSpire is doing, but just the industry as a whole. Yeah. Um, and I can, I can feel it growing, you know? I can, too. It's um, like- and it, I know people say, like, it's in turmoil. I mean, prices have gone down like crazy. <sighs> and I, they, they got rid of the cultivation <laughs> tax, which is nice in California. It helped out minimally, barely t- did a dent, but... It's not more. (laughs) Right. But you have to see, like, there's so many states converting and flipping over. um, And it's that end goal of federal legalization that everyone's waiting for, right? And whether that's as soon as the the money comes in from the other industries that won't let us in until they have half or whatever it is. Um, You know, I think Europe's doing a really good job right now, uh, doing an example of uh, across the lines export. Switzerland opened up to be able to send anything they grow to any other country in the EU that has has it legalized, whether that be for recreational or for medicinal. So um, that model, I think, is awesome. Um, um, it would be ideal. Awesome. It'd be ideal here, right? Um, like, I mean, let's be real. California weed's going all around the country anyway. It is definitely going so, everywhere. That's that's the other thing. It's, it's already happening. And it's going through the legal system, too. It's, like, going through metric. It's going through... Yeah, I don't know what's happening out in New York right now. It's like a madhouse. There's, oh. like, reservation land with, like, the old trap jars and whatnot. <sighs> New York's a mess. It's a mess. That's why Michigan's doing so well, because New York is just a mess. I'm sorry, New York. It's not... They finally got something other than diesel, and it's just a free-for-all. It's a fucking... <laughs> and I do, like, I have friends that I have, like, a really awesome cannabis business out there shout out to happy monkey i know another yeah. happy monkey yes yes they're great yeah but Vlad, it's like that's a boss yeah, yeah totally but that's like the only faith i have in the new york cannabis community as a whole <laughs> yeah there's a couple key players that'll keep it afloat but right. it just needs time to get the regulations in place yes it's also a lot of people it's a lot of people yeah it's a lot of people with a lot of opinions mm-hmm so it's not just like, yeah. And where were we recently? I think we were in Chicago. Um, and they price their cannabis by potency. Whoa. Yeah, isn't that wild? So okay. if you are, have really dank flour and it's over 30% total cannabinoids, it's going to cost more money than a strain that tested at 24 total. But who's doing the testing? There's that, and that is discouraging master growers and people with really good phenos and really good genetics right. to 
limit themselves because then they're not going to have as big of a market. Right. You know? So, again, that's something, like, everyone's trying to figure it out. Yes, we are. Everyone's you know? trying. We're trying. We're yes. really good at swimming upstream, though. We've yeah, done it since the since the beginning. You it's know? the weed. It's mm-hmm. what helps. Yeah. Yeah. Turning the page while we write the book. Yeah. Absolutely. No, that's that's a good way of putting it. But that's okay. It'll get there. We're we're in the beginning of it being okay right now. So like we're learning. Also, we're having fun. We're having fun. We're smoking weed. We're having fun. We're having fun. I we're building we're building something bigger than ourselves. Yeah. We're having fun. I don't understand. Have you met anyone that like is in the weed industry that doesn't smoke weed? There's a few. Um I don't trust them though. That's what I'm saying. I love okay. Okay, I got to shout out the sponsor really quick, Golden Shores. Jeff, I'm not talking about you, but you need to smoke weed also. So that that little tidbit out there. Um, but, like, and I, he's the nicest guy, Jeff. He's amazing. And, like, I do trust him. But I'm like, other people are going to feel that way, you know? So. And yeah, there's the the minor cannabinoid space is much more of that like high volume play none of those guys smoke their own products right but it's it's good to it's one it's a good bonding experience but two i think you can relate on a level of like that end user experience especially like where we come in yeah. um we want people to know a lot about the oil we want people to know about the hardware we want them to know why certain components are going to match well with that oil yeah. how is it going to help preserve it for the full ml how is it going to keep the effective vape temperature low enough to where your live rosin isn't ruined, right? Right. And someone's going to want to tell all their friends, like, hey, guys, we've been doing it wrong the whole time. This is what you actually need to be puffing on. (laughs) We love a brand who listens. Yes. Yes. That's great. Um, And we're all, we've all worked in cannabis, you know. We're essentially um, the, the cannabis arm of a huge Chinese factory that is expanding itself to be outside of China. We just locked in a factory in Taiwan. We're bringing automated lines to the U.S. next year so we can have made-in-USA vape products, which is fucking amazing. Oh, that's huge. Yes. Um, So if that works out well, I mean, we'll kind of land and expand. All of our big brand partners and MSOs could essentially have their own lines to make made-in-USA products by end of next year. Whoa. Yeah. Um, And then we'd be looking to do the same thing in in Europe and Mexico um, and then expanding into South America as well where we can really become uh, a global leader in the vape space. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. I, I hope that happens. I see it. It's I out. I see it for you. It's out it's in the happening. universe. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah. It's right it's, now. It's happening. Yeah. We're just marching in that direction slowly. You know. It's going to take not, time. Not slowly. I mean, you say you're a startup, but this is like a very well-done startup. Your yeah, team well, we're, is we're like, blessed because our founder, Tony Liu, had built uh, an empire with Aspire, with an A, for 12 years, um, or the past 12 years, so it was about a decade in when he officially launched iSpire in the thick of COVID. Um, and he wasn't even able to come over here uh, for a few years because of the restrictions, because of COVID. Um, but he left a, a legacy in the nicotine space as the mod father and the one who created the original vertical coil, which is in every vape pen today. Uh, he made sub-ohm, adjustable airflow. He has over 1,700 patents. He's just a mastermind engineer pretty wild that's crazy yeah um but he wants to do the same thing in cannabis he sees it as um not just the next big thing but something that can help people too yeah so uh, he's investing a lot of his time and energy into um building another dynasty um and it's it's nice to not have to rebuild it per se because it's built on the same foundation 
we can use the same million square foot of manufacturing in China. And we've already built out the model to buy a factory in Taiwan. And we just bought another bigger warehouse in Torrance, California. That's where we're going to have our automated lines. So yeah, we're, we're doing big things. That's um, so awesome. Yeah. That's like, how did this team form though? Like you guys have such a good, like solid team. Like everybody that I've met from your company, I'm just like, I love you. Like you're, <laughs> <laughs> I like want to be friends with you. I think you're amazing. Yeah. And again, that's, those are the people <laughs> that you don't mind spending a ton of time with either. So, uh, I got brought in, uh, because I'd met our chief revenue officer, Jeff, a couple years back. And thankfully, my name starts with an A. So when he was looking for people, I was right on top. Um, <laughs> no joke. He told me that right away when he called. He's like, you were the first person I saw on my contact list. So I'll Thanks, call you Mom first. And Dad. Yeah, right. Um, and, you know, it's it kind of opportune timing. But um, my business partner and I were fighting for the same position. But we were a new company. So they figured, why not just hire both of you? We're going to need it eventually anyway. Um Luna Stauer had already been there. She was one of the first employees that we had. She's amazing. She's, I love Luna. Yeah, she's the cannabis fairy godmother. She is. 100%. I love Luna. Um, yeah, she's our new chief impact officer as of a couple months ago, which is a perfect role for her. She's amazing. Yeah. I know. She's her, actually, we're going to do a show at some point. Yeah, yeah. you definitely should. She's, uh, she's yeah, she's incredible. Uh, just her background, what she's doing, how passionate she is about the plant and helping people, it's, it's great. Yeah. Um, she is just like... It's infectious. Yeah. We're blessed to have her. Um, but that's, that's kind of the vibe on the team, right? Um, we'd, rather than just being a vape company, which sounds boring, and a lot of people have gotten random emails and LinkedIn messages from people just that you're just, leave me alone. Yeah. yeah, right? Um, but we lived it. Uh, we all come from different places, but we, we want to bring culture back to this space, right? We want to care more about being a vape hardware invoice and say, how can we support your business? Like, how can we contribute something back to elevate your presence in a shop? Or how can we use our office space on Abbot Kinney in Venice to host brand launch parties or events so you can treat your bud tenders and treat your buyers, uh, invite new investors, right? Um, and it's, it's finding that, it's finding the value add beyond just being an invoice and showing people that you really care about supporting their business and growing their business, your business and the industry. That makes us different. Oh, yeah. Your place. Let's talk about your place, too. It's dope. It's dope. I want to see it. I That's like I'm I'm coming to see the place while I'm on this trip. That's like a goal of mine. Yeah, it's um. it's we locked it in thanks to our CEO um, in the midst of covid. Uh, and it was kind of one of those things, like you know, just right place, right time. If you want to be seen as one of the best and largest vape companies in the world and you are you have you have to have a prestigious address and you have to be able to use that not just for yourself but for the people that you're building with yes. which is exactly what we're doing you know um so it, it's neat why the first day i was in there was nothing in there it was two chairs and a table for us to sit at while we, we chatted so you watched it all watch it's very eclectic very low uh low seating all around to make it very like tribe-like yeah um that's we always say we never have clients we have family members it's all tribe. Um, and if you take care of your tribe and you surround yourself with good people, only good things can happen. So that it's a very, very warm place. Maybe that's because we allow consumption. I don't know. Um, it definitely helps. Definitely helps. You guys have a great, like, location, too. Like, at, mm -hmm. you know, like, that's a vibe. Like, that right. is such it, a nice, It screams like, California yes. beach stoner. It's just like, 
That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's the California dream, right? That's what <laughs> exports to the world, I think, too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, having HQ on one of the most renowned streets in the world, maybe other than Melrose, I think Abbot Kinney is probably one of the best shopping streets in our country. Yeah. You know, um, at, at least in California, no doubt. But I, I know people around the world would know it. It's world famous, yeah. Right. It's, yeah. Which is cool. It is cool. Um, and people see that. People have noticed it, honestly, when we did our shows in Barcelona and Berlin. They're like, oh, wow, you guys are on Abbot Kinney in California. It's, like, really cool. Yeah. Um, so some of them have been there, some not. But, um, you know, it's... It's a cool spot. We'll definitely have to come through. We host like every cannabis holiday, 420, 710. We're always throwing down. We did that Oil Olympics party with Napalm and Buddies on 710. That was <gasps> that was really cool. Okay, so I'm planning. That was cool. I'm going to plan a trip around that, one of those events, because I, I've just got to come. Mm-hmm. It sounds amazing. Um, so you are going to the Emerald Cup this weekend? That's right. So On the road again. I'm on the road again. You made it home for a week? Yeah. A whole week? A whole week. And now you're going again to the Emerald Cup, which is the weed event Olympics. Like, what what is the Emerald Cup? Emerald Cup is very NorCal cannabis focused, but that's the OG spot. Um, it's been one of the longest running cannabis shows in the state. Um, it's kind of a mesh of music festival, cannabis festival. So it's a lot of our favorite NorCal growers, favorite brands mixed with uh, a good music lineup. Uh, I think E-40 and Channel Trace are the two headliners that are going. Nice. Um, and then Sunday night, uh, Fleet Macwood is throwing down. <laughs> Fleet Macwood. Yeah, I think they have the lineup online of who's who's playing on Sunday, but um, that's kind of how it is. It's set up like a, a big trade show, kind of like how Hall of Flowers is, but a little bit more OG in the space, less commercialized, like, oh, like SoCal. Oh, that's cool. It is what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because it's it's run by the people who started the industry, you know. Right, it's the real ones. Right, it's right. It's the real ones. Wow, um, that's so exciting. Yeah, two day event, and then they always close it down on Sunday night with a really good music show. So, oh, that's fun. Yeah, and then we're uh, the band, Mr. Lovemore and the Live Mics, is going to be a part of the official after party on Saturday night. Ooh. So I spire thrown down uh, for the the after party as we're known to do, you know. I'm really sad. I'm missing this again. I'm missing your show so close again. But this time okay. I know about it. It's a pre. I, right. I'm not right. planning on going. So yes. I won't be. And again, there will be more. There will be more. I know. Yeah. It's it's coming. We'll have to start upping it too. I'll have to start doing like 45 and 60 minute sets, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm late often. So maybe just like. Then you would have caught the last half. Just last time. tell me. Like, tell me that it's going to start like an hour before it actually does. Okay. And then I'll, be I'll know you're on cannabis time too. Yeah, I'm on I'm on Sicilian and cannabis time, so it's twenty like minutes a, plus twenty minutes. Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. I was actually on time here because my manager took me here today, and that's the only reason. Fair. Yeah, yeah. I was late, like I said. So. I'm, I would have been late, so it worked out. I was supposed to have a car. It didn't work out, and I feel like that was the reason. Like, no, girl, you need to be on time. That was nice. You probably got to like roll up on the way and. Oh, it was. Yeah, I actually, like, nails. look around L.A. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I actually get, like, car anxiety. So, like, <laughs> that's one of the reasons I, like... So the trip in a car up to NorCal would be way too far then? <laughs> no, I mean, I, like, get over it. We have a... <clears throat> excuse me. We have a bus. So, like, we have a schoolie, and, like, we go on trips, and... Well, it's an RV now. Like, we converted it. So... I can handle it, like, if I'm in a big enough vehicle. And I was today, 
we were in like an Escalade, but I don't like to look around still. It's not like I'll get nervous. Like I'll just get like like, oh, we almost got an accident. Oh, my husband's like, You're insane. Like we <laughs> we did not just get an almost get an accident. Like just calm down. And Here, hit this. Yeah. But like when you're in the car with your kids, you can't. Ah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, that would change it. It's it sucks. Not that they suck. I love them, <laughs> but like, you know, changes road trips a little bit. Shout out to my high though. I know the my high guys. Yes, love TJ. Yeah. Love my high. So this is a, this is the way you got to do road trips now. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're a parent, shake it up in a bottle. Let them know you're just getting your your vitamins. This is mommy's, it's mommy's special water that you can't drink. <clears throat> yeah, but I don't know. It's it, living in California would I've considered it many times. The traffic does it for me every time. I'd like I'll start thinking about it, and I'm like, <sighs> yeah, the sunshine tax is. It's worth it, but the traffic does suck. But And then, yeah, like waking up this morning, it was so nice. Like the place I'm staying, like the sun just came in over the balcony, and it was just like, oh, it's December right now. <laughs> like what? So I said we're doing Emerald this weekend. It's supposed to be like 30 degrees up in NorCal. Yeah. Like, Take me back to my roots. That's it. It's nice to see pine trees and stuff, though. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. is Christmas time, so it right. is like the right. time that you can man up a little to. bit. Yeah. I got I mean, soft out here, though. It does, dude. One, after the here. first Christmas, I was I was the one in shorts, and then the second year, by the time Hanukkah hit, nope, nope, fifty degrees. I'm like, no, I no. won't even do it. It's thinned my blood for life. Like I've lived back in Michigan now for five years. It'll be five years. Two days before Christmas, we bought our house, and um, it's my blood has changed. I used to not really get that cold. Like I bundled up and stuff, and didn't really bother me and then I moved to the desert and lost all capabilities of keeping myself warm like I'm freezing right now yep yeah I have Renauds too I'm always cold but cold <laughs> like I'm always cold yeah but it's yeah last night it's, that, it's that season where we're like we can smoke inside it's yeah. all good <laughs> it's okay the neighbors whatever they won't give a fuck, <laughs> <laughs> fuck them. maybe maybe we'll find out who smokes yeah <laughs> that's always nice too because you're just like well we're either going to be friends or not. Yeah, right. <laughs> either get an HOA letter or a new smoking buddy. A new smoking buddy is always the best. Uh, but we, um, I don't know, we don't have neighbors where I live now, which is nice. That is nice. Yeah. I mean, like we do, but I can't see them. They can't see me. We're going to keep it that way. Yeah. Well, like the one that I can see is actually terrible because he's like a pedophile. Like, yeah, right definitely keep tabs me. on that guy. One yeah. way glass. So I'm like, I don't fucking. I'm obsessed with that house. I don't take my eyes off of it, and I like hate them. And their house is for sale right now, and I'm just like, please, <laughs> please, somebody buy this fucking house, so I can stop like obsessively it. like watching out my windows. Like I don't. So yeah, I if I could change one thing, that'd be it <laughs> about where I live. <laughs> it's like woods all around like we grow weed there <clears throat> nice little spot then like the one house I can see that the pedophile fucking lives there and I have two small kids so yeah I also have I will pray for you that that house gets you. sold very soon thank you I also have a 135 pound Akita killer 
attack dog. So, so you have some security. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hundred percent certain that she would protect our kids. She's she. She thinks she's protecting them when she's like doesn't need to, like when she doesn't recognize a certain family member. And she's like, no, <laughs> you don't. I don't know who you are. You're not gonna pick these kids up and just like stand. No. Does your dog know when you're stoned? She is. Or like, does your dog partake? No, she's like the most anxious dog if she smokes. Like I tried to get her high before. Like the she, big dogs are always the biggest, uh, <laughs> or the light, the biggest lightweights. Such a baby. Like mm -hmm. oh my god. Do you have a dog? I don't. Do we do we dog sit a lot. Oh, you do. Which is nice. Yeah. You get to give them back. Yes. It's like babysitting. Yeah. And then they end up loving you more. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't have to discipline them. 100%. Yeah. You show up with treats, take yep. them for walks, mm -hmm. give them belly rubs. Only good memories. Yeah. I never caged you. <laughs> I never caged you. I broke you out. Don't forget. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's actually cool. One of my uh, best friends from college. We were actually rival drug dealers, and we didn't know it until the guy who coordinated the apartment for all four of us put us together, and we met prior. Um, but I've known him for over a decade now. He's my best. He's gonna be the best man at my wedding. Uh, he's now our senior marketing director. So <laughs> went from rival drug dealers. It's so cool being able to work together on like campaigns and whatnot. Um, it's just, it, it's special, you know. Like I said, we're, we're we're building something really cool here. Yeah, you are for sure. It's it's really sweet to see like all of it come together, and I'm so excited to watch it all take off, continue yeah. to take off. It's just chaos. Like when you think about like how how many little things get pushed forward a little bit every day. Yes. Eventually, <laughs> eventually they all get done. You know, you and you keep adding more to your plate because that's just kind of how you're built. But like, mm -hmm. dude, it, yeah. eventually there's just going to be so much, and it's going to be so cool to see. Like I. Our CEO and our CRO uh, a couple months back were like, they're going to write an article in Forbes one day about us. And like, we just got one in MG Magazine for being um, voted as one of the top cannabis companies of 2022. That's dope. Yeah. Um, so that was really neat. Uh, we're starting to get press like that. So I was like, he, I mean, he manifested it. I, yeah. I, I don't doubt it. You know, yeah, we're on the path to be a billion dollar company in the next three to five years. Whew. So I know. I feel it. It's wild. That's wild. The, po awesome. the potentials there, I, I, I can see it. You know, we built out the right teams. and Oh, you definitely did. I can see it, too. It's very obvious in all of your work and all of your, your presence, the whole thing. It all ties together really well. Is there anything else coming up that you want to promote? Are you guys doing any other shows soon? Um, well, the next big shows that we're going to be doing, other than Emerald Cup this weekend, will be Champs, TPE, and Vegas in February. Um, we did just that. drop this new dab pack up oh, here. Oh yeah, let's check this thing out. So it fits this dab device perfectly well. Fits like a Euro bag over your shoulder. Um, and then it has a built-in dab mat into it as well. So for those, for those who dab on the go, which is most people I'd imagine, oh my God. we have the, uh, the uh, sticky rubber on the bottom. Get, you don't have to get it all over <laughs> That would hold car. the device. And then the device actually fits in here with a, a strap to hold this part down. That is amazing because yeah. that is the worst part about taking your rigs places. You just like ruin them. Like mm -hmm. RIP to the candy pens that I dropped in Lake Michigan. Like, you know, there's got to be so many at the bottom of lakes. Oh, my God. There's so many. My uh, in-laws have a place on Lake Michigan that's like right on the bay, the Grand Traverse Bay. Mm -hmm. And they'll get like after every like holiday, they'll just like shit. We'll just like wash ashore. Like coolers, flip flops, like 
you know, all this, like a full beer, like <laughs> several times with the full beers. Yeah, I've donated a few of those. Yeah. League so. parties in Michigan got wild. <laughs> That's what we did for those of you who aren't from inland states. We had lake parties because we lake didn't have an ocean or mountains. No. Where are you from originally? I grew up in, in Michigan. No. Yeah. Where in Michigan? Uh, my family was in like Warren area, North Detroit, and now they're in Macomb. How did I not know this till now? Yeah, that's what I was saying. You're from Michigan too. I. Th- yeah. That did not land in my brain. Right. That's, I go oh back my- every like two months or so for, for work and, and to see family members. But oh my that's God. Like, I knew I liked you. That was, that's crazy. It's that Midwestern work ethic, right? Yes. So I'm like describing where these places are and you actually. I, I, I've been to them all. Oh yeah. my God. I'm amazed. It doesn't end with you. This is amazing. So we just got the, we got the salute from Andy over there. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm so good. sorry. Smoking so much good weed on this trip. It's like catching up with me now. It will take a toll. And the dry, it's dry out here. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's not like Vegas. No, God. Man, that place hurts. They it charge hurts. you. For, they charge you for water everywhere you go. And it's because they know you hydrating. need hydrating. It. It's not even hydrating you. It's terrible water. <sighs> but still love Vegas. It's my other work home. So you yeah, got to go there. Just like LA. Yeah, that's next stop for us. I'm happy to be coming home after Emerald Cup. I'm have a few weeks here. Get the team reset for a big 2023 and see if we can do a big push for uh, for U.S. stock over Chinese New Year. Really hit the ground running for next year. We got we got high goals. So, yes. um, and a lot of uh, I can't I can't say people's names or who we're going to start working with. But there's a lot on the uh, on the cusp, if you will, that I'm really excited about just out of Ooh. not just good people, but brands I've known for a few years that will be really fun to uh, collabs. Well, see the cookies we collab is huge. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Um there's some some cool stuff coming up with them too. That's so dope. Yeah. I'm so excited to see. Well, a lot of an- a lot of anticipation. Oh my god, yes. I'm excited to see it and hear it all. Um thank you so much Adam for joining me today and I'm definitely going to be at your show at Champs. So Yeah. That's we'll keep rocking happen. at all these shows. So thanks for having me. I really yeah. appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.